talking CSU with the voice of the Rams, Brian Roth, on the Jim Davis Show. With us right now, he's the voice of the 13th-ranked CSU Rams men's basketball team taking on DU tonight. Brian Roth joins us. Brian, good morning. How are you? Good. Good morning. How are you, Jim? I'm doing well. 13th-ranked. Boy, you got to love the way CSU's been playing that uh, very impressive win against Washington this past weekend, uh, 86-81. And, and you look at that victory, Joel Scott, 17 points. Uh, Josiah Strong had a really good game with 16 points. And Patrick Cartier, who's been on the shelf for the most part uh, during the, the non-conference slate, uh, getting on the floor and scoring 16 points. Uh, a very impressive game where uh, Isaiah Stevens uh, still played well, not as well as he he has uh, for the most part, but uh, but others really helped to pick up the load or carry that load against Washington in that win this past weekend. Yeah, there's no question. It was a team win, and, and I think the depth, of this team is starting to show through a little bit. And that was the thing that talking to the coaching staff back in October and, and into November when the season started, it's like, look, we really like our depth this year. In fact, there's going to be guys on our team that um, are Mountain West caliber players that should be getting a lot of minutes that that might start getting a little bit frustrated with some of their minutes uh, as the season goes because we just don't have room in our lineup for for some of these guys, and that depth showed through. You know, CSU went into that game without Jalen Lake, uh, a kid who was really a returning starter from a season ago. He's been the sixth man so far this year. He had broken his finger last week, played in the Colorado game against the Buffaloes last week, and played with a broken finger but had to get surgery on it. So they were already short their best perimeter defender. Then six minutes into the game, Nick Clifford got called with a flagrant tooth foul. I mean, Clifford's the essentially the second-best player on the team and one of their best perimeter defenders. All of a sudden, he's out, so you're without basically two of your top six guys for that entire game, and then Isaiah Stevens picked up his third foul with six minutes to go in the first half. So he sat on the bench, and you're thinking to yourself, whoa, uh, you know what? This just doesn't look like it's going Colorado State's way. Look, you're not going to go 32-34-0 here this season, right? You're going to fall at some point, and it just kind of felt like okay, look, everything's kind of stacked against you. This is probably a game Colorado State's not going to win. Well, I mean, this team just showed great resiliency in the second half, and they just got so many contributions from so many different guys. I mean, you mentioned Scott, Josiah Strong, Patrick Cartier, and Joe Palmer off the bench with uh, 10 points. Um, The freshman Kyan Evans, the point guard, got thrust into 24 minutes of action, and they found a way to win that basketball game. I think it was probably the most impressive win of the season. And again, I know they beat number eight Creighton by 21 on a neutral court, which was darn impressive. But I just think the way they had to dig deep and find a way to try to pull a game out, they probably shouldn't have won, at least from a personnel standpoint. It, It was impressive, and it shows you a lot about just how good and how deep this Colorado State basketball team is. And that win against Washington and Las Vegas at the Legends of Basketball, Las Vegas Invitational. I mean, just the, the second of two Pac-12 or you know Pac-12 victories uh, with with the win against Colorado as well. Uh, again, that uh, win against the in-state uh, rival, uh, along with the, like you said the, min- the victory against Creighton, a top ten team when when the Buffaloes beat them. This has been a very impressive resume that Nico Medved's team has put together. Yeah. Okay. So you beat an ACC team in Boston College, right? Uh, about two weeks ago. Yeah, Boston College is a solid team. Um, 
you know, where they're going to finish the ACC, we'll see. But that's a, that's a good basketball team. Obviously, beat Creighton. And then back-to-back wins against the Pac-12. And, you know, I mean, you see why Colorado State now is sitting at number 13. I mean, again, they, they popped into the top 25 at number 20 last week. And, and that was on virtue of their blowout win against a very good Creighton team, who, by the way, has since then gone to Oklahoma State and won. They went to Nebraska and won by, like, 29 against a, like a 7-1 and one Nebraska team. So, so Creighton has bounced back in a big way. But the Rams vaulted to number 20 after that win against Creighton. And then to knock off Colorado. Colorado's really good. I'm not sure how deep they are, but Colorado is good. I mean, with K.J. Simpson, he's a bona fide stud. Uh, Tristan De Silva, and then the freshman, Cody Williams for Colorado. Again, he's a five-star kid, played at McDonald's All-American, as I'm sure you guys know. I mean, he had 21 in that game at Moby Arena last Wednesday night. All of them coming in the second half and almost single-handedly tried to wheel Colorado back into that contest in which CSU had built a big lead. So um, that was a really good win at home. And then, you know, a Washington team that, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how they do the rest of the year, but a Washington team that that could be uh, a middle of the pack, maybe even top half Pac-12 team here this season. So I, I think voters look at that say, look, this is a Colorado State team that they don't just have the Creighton win, right? They have other wins to complement the Creighton win, and, and that's why CSU is you know ranked 13th. The first net rankings, which the selection committee uh, uses uh, for the NCAA tournament, came out on Monday. Rams were seven there, and I think Ken Palm has the Rams at 20. So the metrics like the Rams, and uh, the voters in the AP and coaches poll also like the Rams, and really for good reason. Rams play-by-play voice Brian Roth with us today on the Team Sports Network. Should mention, too, that the, the CSU men and the women's basketball teams both still undefeated and Rams uh, men's team at 8-0 right now. Just one of four in the nation to have both basketball programs undefeated right now. That's uh, Ryan Williams' team's playing well, just like Nico Medved's team is, is playing really well at this juncture. Yeah, and they uh, the women have uh, picked up a couple of road wins, too, which is always good. They wanted UTEP down in El Paso. Uh, earlier this week, in fact, it was, uh, it was late last week, and then one in San Francisco against the uh, Dons of USF. So they they have a really good point card. I'm sure I don't know how much folks out there on the Western Slope are familiar with CSU women's basketball, but uh, CSU women um, they were picked to finish second in the preseason Mountain West Conference poll, but have the preseason Player of the Year on the women's side. And the gal named McKenna Hopshield, she is so much fun to watch. A kid that averaged, I think, what, 23 points and almost eight assists last year for Colorado State. She's doing the same stuff this year. She is worth the price of admission. My kids absolutely love going to the women's game, and the big reason is because McKenna Hopshield, she's fantastic. And stands, I think they list her at 5'5", but she can't be more than 5'3", and just tearing it up in the Mountain West. Brian Roth, voice of CSU Rams, joining us today on the Team Sports Network, bouncing back to the men's uh, team with Isaiah Stevens who was was named the Mountain West uh, Preseason Player of the Year, wooden top 50 preseason list, uh, one of 20 players for the Bob Cousy Preseason Watch List, where Isaiah Stevens right now, already viewed by a lot of people, Brian, as one of the better players in the country, and he's even added to that that resume this season, the, the start that uh, Isaiah Stevens has gotten off to. And Jim, he's he's so good, and, and sometimes stats, even, even though the stats are are very nice. I mean, averaging, what, 17 points per game, uh, what, seven and a half, eight assists per game, and, 
you know, shoot, I think he's shooting with 45% from three. I mean, the stats all look good, but he's just, he's just so much better than just what the stats show you. And I mean, he just controls the game. Every second he is out there on the floor for Colorado State, it does a great job of getting others involved. But if you need a bucket, he's a guy that can go and get you a bucket when you desperately have to have one. It's, you know, you look at the Colorado game last week, and, and again, this goes back to how good the CSU team in general is. Rams were up 15 against Colorado at halftime last Wednesday night, and Isaiah Stevens had two points. I think he had seven or eight assists, right? And so he knows how to affect the game in so many different ways. And then the game gets to the second half. Colorado starts making a run. They're, they're making everything. And CSU needs answers. Well, who do you go to? You go to Isaiah Stevens. He ends up with 18 points in the second half alone in the Colorado game and ends up with 20 points, I think uh, 11 or 12 assists for the contest. And he is just in control every single step of the way. And it could be a one-man press break for you, late stages of the games as well. So he's so smart, so good. And, and Jim, he is the ultimate competitor. And I I think that kind of is what makes him stand out more so than than some other guys. That might be a little bit better athletically, but nobody wants to win more than that kid. And he has won many, many games at the collegiate level at I mean, that's just something that's invaluable. I mean, you just, you can't, you know, teach that to somebody. They have to go out and experience, right? I mean, that confidence is is gained through experience. You can't give somebody confidence. They have to earn it themselves. Man, that is a confident basketball player. He's fun to watch. Brian Roth, voice of CSU Rams, with us today on the Team Sports Network. Tonight, uh, the Rams entertain uh, the Denver University Pioneers. Pioneers off to a, a good start at 6-3, and three, and they've won their last four games. Uh, Jeff uh, Wilbrun is uh, coaching that team. He's in his third year coaching the Pioneers. But uh, it's a Pioneers team, uh, Brian, that just looking at some of the numbers here, Tommy Bruner's averaging about uh, almost 24 points per game. But they, they kind of make uh, their hay by getting to the foul line. Pioneers are really good at that. Yeah, they are. In fact, uh, just uh, in fact, sitting here right now doing my prep work for the game tonight. Yeah, they are sixth in the nation in uh, field goals attempted per game at just about twenty nine field goals. Uh, sorry, free throws, free throws attempted per game, sixth in the nation. They get to the free throw line twenty nine foul shots uh, per contest. And they get they have some guys that that can light it up. You mentioned the Bruner kid. I mean, averaging twenty four points a game, he's second highest scorer in the entire nation. And then they have some. Uh, transfers as well. I mean, everybody does these days, right? I mean, you look at anybody's roster, it's like, all right, how many of these guys were playing elsewhere last year? And they have some of those guys as well. Uh, point guard and Jackson Brenchley that spent the last four years at, at the University of Utah. And, uh, and then another kid that was at UTSA that's a, a big-time player for him this year, too. So, you know, it's it's good to kind of step back a little bit and – Again, no disrespect to Denver, but just a little bit lesser of an opponent. Again, after the stretch that we just talked about, you know, ACC, Big East, Pac-12, Pac-12. Now you get to go to the Summit League against a DU team that was sub-500 last year. And I know isn't expected to do a whole lot in the Summit League. Not that the Rams can say, okay, we're just going to roll the ball out and win tonight, although they might be able to do that, but... It, it is nice not to know, hey, this is another game where you better bring everything you got if you want to come out with a victory. But 
make no question. I mean, Nico Medved, the coach staff, is drilling into the guys' heads here tonight. You better come out and be ready here because, yeah, all the accolades are nice. The rankings are nice. The attention, very, very nice. It's good to have. But it doesn't mean anything if you if you can't come out and get the job uh, done against a you know a team that's in the in the two hundreds two fifties when it comes to net ranking. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll quote our our local Colorado Mesa baseball coach Chris Hanks. You got to watch out for the attaboys because uh, you, you know, you, because the Rams are getting Rams are getting a ton of attaboys right now, and uh, right. sometimes that right. that that catches teams like ah oh, do you they're they're okay but they're not great and. You know, look, we're the 13th ranked team in the nation. We're undefeated, and sometimes that uh, that catches team off guard. Teams off guard. I I don't think that is the way Nico Medved and uh, the Rams are comprised. Though this seems like a, a a deep group, and you know, certainly with Isaiah Stevens and uh, with the addition of Joel Scott, it's a it's a really talented group as well. We're talking with Brian Roth today, voice of the CSU Rams. So. Uh, uh, win against DU tonight. You'll have one against Colorado, uh, Northern Colorado, uh, down the road. It's uh, you got a couple teams out of uh, the RMAC and, and CSU Pueblo and Adams State, and of course Air Force. When you get into conference play, it's a it's a chance to to complete a state sweep. Uh, it's too bad Colorado Mesa couldn't get on the schedule. That'd be a lot. That would be a lot right. of fun to see uh, to, to maybe uh, go over to Fort Collins, call call the Mavericks taking on the Rams, get a chance to to, to call a game together. They're always to the same area, Brian. Have we ever done that? I don't think I don't know if we have. Maybe a high school game at one point. Maybe a high school playoff game. Probably a high school game at one point. But yeah, uh, I think I think that's yeah, been the no, case. Yeah. Perhaps there's a time and base it was here, but uh, you were uh, probably still with the football team. Probably, I'm sure we played Colorado Mesa and basketball at some point in preseason, where it's in the month of November. Where I'm sure we probably, football. yeah, I'm sure we have somewhere, but it's it's been a while. It's been a day or two. Yeah, yeah. it has. No, that's too bad that we don't we don't have Colorado Mesa on the you guys are dodging us. You Rams are dodging them. Venture out to Grand Junction. Hey, you guys are dodging us. You're dodging the Mavericks. <laughs> Mike DeGeorge's team's a good one this year, man. It's a good basketball team. Oh, uh, gosh. Well, I'm sure they are. <laughs> you know, we'll, tug we'll it, tug it, cheek on that. I know you're not. You no, know, there's no way the Rams are dodging dodging the Mavericks. But no. uh, they've uh, they, yeah. they've. But you're a you know, couple of RMAC schools on the schedule though uh, coming up. But the the big one after tonight though is St. Mary's out of the West yeah. Coast Conference. Everybody thinks about Gonzaga all the time, but but St. Mary's is always that other really really good team. BYU at times as well uh, out of that conference. Yeah, well, BYU's not at the conference anymore. Right, they they used to <laughs> they're, be. They're in the Big Twelve, right? So they, they used, I should used, say used to be in the used, conference. Yeah, it used to be. Okay, yeah. Well, it's funny. I was doing a scoreboard update a couple of weeks ago, and I I had mentioned that BYU out of the West Coast Conference, and my color analyst Adam Nygon looked at me and he was shaking his head. He's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, not anymore, like, man. Yeah, my bad. BYU out of the Big Twelve Conference. <laughs> it just seems um, really odd. <laughs> well, yeah. You watched. I was watching. Uh, yeah, in football, it was BYU playing UCF. I'm like, oh, this is a strange non-conference game. And then I started thinking, like, wait a minute, that is a Big 12 conference That is game. a Big 12 matchup, uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, um, but no, uh, St. Mary's is really good. And they have struggled this year. I mean, they have really struggled. I mean, Weber State came in and beat them. And, you know, Weber State's picked to win the, the Big Sky, but lots of them to Weber State. And San Diego State beat them by 20-plus. They just lost up in Idaho to Boise. And, and so they have struggled. But, I mean, remember, when you looked at the preseason rankings, they were picked to win the West Coast Conference over Gonzaga. Uh, obviously, Gonzaga's had much better start to the season, and they're really good. Uh, but 
St. Mary's is struggling, but they are a team, certainly, that Colorado State's going to have their hands full with. And, and the metrics all still like St. Mary's. They have played a really, really tough schedule. So, yeah, I mean, when you looked at the non-conference late for CSU, obviously the Creighton game stood out. Um, you know, the Colorado game stood out as, you know, some of the really tough teams. But but the St. Mary's game was right up there, uh, just about at the very top when you looked at the non-conference late and said, man, that's going to be a big one. That's going to represent a big-time opportunity to get a resume-building win at the non-conference. So uh, Moby's going to be rocking tonight. It's going to be rocking on Saturday as well. And I think uh, certainly on Saturday the, the, the Moby crowd's going to have to be there because that's a good St. Mary's team. Yeah, the Gales come in uh, right now 4-5, and five, uh, leading up to that game Saturday over at Moby Arena. Brian Roth with us today, voice of the CSU Rams, joins us every Wednesday on the Team Sports Network. Uh, wrap it up with some football, because on, on Friday the announcement came down through the, the Pac-12, Pac-2, uh, the scheduling agreement with the Mountain West Conference. Uh, give me your reaction to this as... You know, is it going to be eventually a, a merger between the two? That remains to be seen, but at least for right now, it's a it's somewhat of a lifeboat, if you will, for for the, the Pac two or the Pac twelve. Yeah, I mean this is really the only option forward, at least in the near term, on what uh Washington State and, and Oregon State could possibly do. And again, they're still trying to figure out what to do with the Pac twelve money, right? And and the lawyers are involved and and you know, uh, that are leaving want a piece of the Pac-12 money, Washington State, Oregon State, saying, no, we're, we're keeping all that money. And so that thing is going to be tied up in, in litigation for a while and, and, and certainly isn't going to get resolved before the start of the football season next year or anywhere close to, to start planning for a football season next year. And so that really the only path forward is, is to go into a scheduling alliance. You know, we, we, we heard uh, their athletic director's President's talking about this back in August and and into September uh, when you know Washington State came and, and opened up their season at CSU the start of September uh, that this was probably going to be the way moving forward next year. Now what's going to happen after that? I, I don't know. I was uh, sitting down with our athletic director Joe Parker yesterday and I, I asked him the same question. I'm like, all right, so scheduling alliance here this year, and again, what the schedule alliance is in the Mountain West, all Mountain West schools are going to play seven conference games and then one game against either Washington State or Oregon State, whether that be home or away. Uh, but what happens next year, the year, the year after and the year after? And I asked Joe Parker that, and he says, it's anybody's guess. Uh, obviously, there, there, there could be a merger, but just nobody really knows at this point because there's so many financial and, and legal things that are still up in the air. But uh, it seemed like the, uh, the best path forward going to next year because, I mean, Jim, at the end of the day, I mean, Washington State and Oregon State, they need people on their, on their uh, schedule, right? I mean, they, they, you got to have to play somebody. And when they are sitting there without a league, it's, it's hard to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a short-term solution. What the, what the long-term uh, end game is I, I don't know and for right now it's just for football it does not uh, they haven't got to any kind of right. ba- agreement for basketball or any other sports with the Mountain West and so that that leaves you know that part of it uh, very much up in the air one thing I have read is that the possibility of of the Mountain West essentially that leadership group would would bring in 
would bring in Oregon State and Washington State, and that would be the merger, and it'd be the the Pac West or, or what, whatever you want to call it. But the Mountain West and its current leadership would be the ones guiding the way in in some sort of new new conference, including those two schools. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much. It looks like the path forward at this point. It, I just gotta say, I feel absolutely terrible for Oregon State and, and uh, Washington State too, Jim, because here they are. They they have set their budgets right, and they're operating with um, you know the state of mind of hey, this is the amount of money we're getting annually from the Pac-12, which you know thirty five million dollars per year. Well, all of a sudden, that thirty five million basically is going away <laughs> next year, and that's why they're into litigation in the courts right now but you know you've, you've planned as if you've had this income right it's having a job where say you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year and then the next thing you know hey next year you're going to be making twenty thousand dollars a year well <laughs> you got to do a whole bunch of rebudgeting and i know there's a lot of capital projects on each of those two campuses where you were planning on that hundred thousand dollars right to renovate the bathroom well the bathroom's being renovated all of a sudden you're only going to make twenty thousand dollars next year it's like that's a problem and so they have yeah. some some serious financial issues that they're looking at can you take that vanity back can you take it back to uh you know lowe's or home depot or wherever can you take that back there can you do that we're back to troughs yeah exactly uh, can you can you take that back to the to the store because uh we can't afford that now uh yeah we we can't pay you to do this right now it's like well good luck can you Oh, is there a way can can you put a tarp over that part of the shower that you didn't tile? I mean, for at least for right now, can we can we do something there? I, yeah, it's it's gonna it's a it's a difficult spot that both Washington State and Oregon State are in right now. But it certainly sounds like a, a merger is definitely on the on the horizon uh, between uh, the the two parties. Hey, Brian, I appreciate it. Have a great call tonight. Uh, uh, thrilled for you to get a chance to to call an undefeated basketball team right now, nationally ranked at third at uh, number thirteen. Appreciate the time as always. Yep, indeed. Thanks, Jim. Take care. Brian Roth, voice of CSU Rams, joining us on.